0: Hey docs, welcome to the EntreMD podcast, where it's all about helping amazing physicians just like you embrace entrepreneurship so you can have the freedom to live life and practice medicine on your terms. I'm your host, Dr. Imna. Well, hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the EntreMD podcast. And I am super excited, as always, to be in your ears, and I have a very special guest today. Her name is Dr. Abe, and she is from Tokyo, Japan, okay? So the EntreMD podcast is in Japan today, and she is an amazing doc. She is in the EntreMD business school, and she has had all these wins and stuff, and she's just a phenomenal Person And I, I couldn't wait to share her story with you. So she's here and I'm going to have her introduce her, herself and get ready to be blown away. Well, welcome to the show, Dr. Abby.
1: Hi, thank you so much, Dr. Una. I'm so excited to be here. Um, and basically, um, yes, I am a emergency medicine doctor Im- initially. Um, I worked in New York and New Jersey for about 15 years And then seven years ago, I up and moved my family to Tokyo, Japan. So the reason why we came here was because my father, who's aging, he runs a cancer immunotherapy clinic here, and he's been asking me to come and help him out. So we decided that was the right move for us and we moved here. And so here I am. And it's been very interesting, seven years to say the least, Uh, lots of changes, and lots of shifts, and I'm doing something completely different from what I expected to be doing. And I had the blessing to meet you and join the Entre MD Business School to help me out on my journey.
0: I love it. I love it. So Japan, New York, Japan, and your dad must be really proud and happy and the whole nine yards, right?
1: I think so. I hope so. (laughs)
0: Like (laughs) I hope so. All right. So we're going to come to some of the things that you've done. But before we do that, how did we cross paths,
1: you and I? So about six months ago, I started listening to the podcast, the Entree MV podcast, and I was hooked. I started listening and just your voice, all the stories, all the inspiration, it just really resonated with me and what I was trying to accomplish with my business. And so I just started binge listening <laughs> And then I think in April, you offered a and a on the EBS. And so I attended and I hopped on and I got a chance to talk with you. And I said, this is it. I'm joining. And I joined right then and there and have never looked back.
0: Oh,
1: I love it. <laughs> I love it.
0: Okay. Now, so... So let's talk, because I've seen some of the stuff you've posted in the group, right, since you started. Mm -hmm. So you talked, the very first vulnerable post you did was about something that you said you, you, let's say, quote unquote,
1: failed at, right? That's the way we (laughs) look at it in the world. (laughs) Can you share that story with the audience? Yes, so I think it was the very first week we started in the business school and it hasn't been that long. It's only been about 30 days. (laughs) I was scheduled to do a talk. So in your podcast and everything. So one of the things that you always promote is the way you get out there is by speaking. And for me, it's a very, very uncomfortable thing. I am an introverted introvert, as you say. so much so that I used to if I would be you know shopping at a target or something and I would see somebody that I knew I would duck into the next <laughs> aisle <laughs> seriously. So I wouldn't have to talk to that person. I don't know what I am scared of or what I was scared of, but I would literally turn and run. So public speaking is not something that is natural for me, but I realize it is so important to do. So I was scheduled to do a talk in Japanese, right? I was born here and I spent about 18 years of my life here, but the rest of the 30 years of my life was all in America. So, and even when I was here, my education was at an American school. So, Japanese is not natural for me. And when I it. moved here 7 years ago, I had already been away for 26 years. So, I had to relearn Japanese from scratch. <laughs> and even when I speak now, I think I speak with an American accent in Japanese. So I was scheduled to give this talk in Japanese for my business, and I did not rock it. <laughs> it was hard, um, and I got some pretty negative feedback, which made me feel hor- horrible, and in past days, I probably would have just run and hide and in a corner. But thanks to the business school and the support that I got through everyone, including yourself, you know, they said, no. Nope. You fall, you fail, you fail forward. You learn from that experience. You pick yourself up again. You figure out what you did wrong. So I took that and I listened to the feedback that I got. And, and, you know, two weeks later, I had another opportunity to speak.
0: Wow. Okay. So let let me stop you here. mm -hmm. So you can help somebody by painting the picture of the kind of feedback. Because I think you posted that as well, right? So So what kind of, when you said some feedback that was not really good, what kind of feedback did they give you? Do you want to share? So,
1: yeah. They said, you know, is she trying to read her teleprompter or is, you know, does she even read Japanese or speak Japanese? You know, I mean, just some, some really negative stuff. And, you know, what I would have thought as was very hurtful in the past. And I think that's just because of my own insecurities that I feel insecure, especially when I'm speaking in Japanese. So. In the past, that would have just devastated me. (laughs) And this time I said, no, you know what? I can practice. (laughs) So I reformulated my talk a little bit, tried to connect with the audience more and, you know, incorporate stories because you always say it's great to incorporate stories. It's the best way to engage people and um, reformulated the talk and did it over again. (laughs) All
0: right. So you you did. So now when you went to do the talk the second time and this will help Mm -hmm. somebody and you got on stage, what was Mm -hmm. going on in your mind? Because I'll tell you what would go on in my mind. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you you bombed the last one. I mean, (laughs) look at how they're looking at you. You're about to bomb this. But, you know, and stuff like that, like. You know, because sometimes people feel if you did well, it's because you didn't have those thoughts, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but that's for me. So for mm-hmm. you, when you went up, this is like, this was less than two weeks later, right? Yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> so two weeks later, here you are on stage after you did that other talk and you got the negative feedback you got. What were you thinking about before you started your talk?
1: Well, this time I said, okay, I'm not going to let that happen again. <laughs> so I practiced and practiced and practiced and <laughs> And this time the format was a little bit different. You know, it was a much bigger audience, but it was on Zoom. And I knew I was talking to mostly women in their 40s, 50s, 60s. And the last time it was more elderly men. So I think there was more of a natural vibe. But I started to think, okay, what do they want to hear? Not what Mm, do I have to share? And what do I have to talk Uh about? Yes, yes.
0: yes. Okay. Now, you know, you made me all kinds of happy. I don't mean to interrupt (laughs) you, but I just want to make sure nobody missed what you said, right? What's it in for them? What do they want? What do they need? Not what do I have to share? So, in the Mm -hmm. business school, we always say everybody's tuned into a radio station, WIIFM. What's in it for me? They don't care about your talk, they don't care about what you want to say. The only way they care about it, if it gets them what they want. If it interrupts the conversation they're already having in their heads, that is so good. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but that was so good.
1: (laughs) So yeah. So I concentrated on, I mean, it was, it was the same message, right? And it's just the way in which you approach it. And I sort of talked more about my experiences so they know where I'm coming from. So give a little forgiveness for not being a perfect Japanese speaker. And I think that resonated because it made me also more human. I'm not just up there talking as an expert. I'm talking sort of from their point of view, someone who's relatable and, you know, really giving them the message information that they want to hear. Because what you have to say is important.
0: (laughs) That is so good. I love it. I love it because you really thought that through that. So you did a lot of, you took the feedback You didn't see it as a personal attack. You're like, oh, okay. Well, I can work on that, right? Uh, I might have done that for a tiny bit. (laughs) A tiny
1: bit, but
0: (laughs) you didn't let it be the overwhelming thing. So that's
1: great, right?
0: (laughs) And then after that, you're like, okay, I'm going to practice. And I noticed you said practice, 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 practice. So clearly it's not just a one-off thing. And then you changed your focus. So the message was the same, but you changed your focus to what do they need as opposed to what do I want to present? And you used a lot of stories And you use your story as well so that the whole thing of maybe you not being fluent in Japanese and all that stuff, they can see it from your point of view where they're probably, you know, they're probably excited now as opposed to offended (laughs) that you can't (laughs) speak Japanese. And that's really, that's really huge. You know, because what you did to make the second one better, that's really great. Actually, I heard somebody speak who's from Australia a very thick accent. And he started his talk saying this, when you, I can't mimic, for some reason, I can mimic many accents, but Australia is not one of them. So, but in his thick Australian accent, he said, when you listen to me, you may think something is wrong with your hearing. Nothing is wrong (laughs) with your hearing. It's my accent. Right. I was like, what a way to get that out of the way so we can get into this talk. You know what I mean? I thought it was brilliant, you know, but that's what he did. So did you
1: get feedback from the second talk? Yes. So the feedback was there was somebody who attended both my talks. So that person said, wow, you really practiced. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, yes, actually I did. (laughs) Other feedback was just that, that it was really helpful that I gave them some tips that they were able to implement right away and that, you know, they wanted to have me back again, which was
0: Great. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my goodness. Okay. All right, people. I'm doing all the unpacking just so you can hear what I'm hearing. All right, so you got so you mentioned three things. So one was somebody who saw you just 2 mm-hmm. weeks prior was like, mm-hmm. "Wow." Right? So your growth was obvious. Mm-hmm. Right? You didn't say did I do better. This is like it's obvious that this person worked hard at this. And you know what? For our businesses, when mm-hmm. you put in the extra work, people see that. When you make your service better, your progress, your your product better. When you show up differently on stage because you work so hard, people can tell. People can tell. So that's number 1. Number 2, you you said that people you gave them tips that they can use, right? Mm-hmm. So this is a talk that you know is a win-win situation, right? It was a win for them because they took away something they can use. It's not all theory, it's not you know, like, oh, it was warm and fuzzy and there's a standing ovation. But you would have people years from now who will say, well, this aspect of my life is different because I heard you speak, right? And that's Mm -hmm. what makes a talk amazing where people's lives are changed even when they haven't worked with you one-on-one just from stage. That's the power of speaking. And guess what that person will be saying everywhere. You should meet Dr. Abe. She's amazing. She's this, she's that, even though you're not aware of it. And third is that they said, we want to bring you back. So now you've done a speaking gig that leads to more speaking gigs, more exposure for your brand and all of that. I mean, that is phenomenal. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't know all of that. That is that is that is so amazing. So how did you feel after your second talk?
1: Oh, I felt good. <laughs> I it, There was a clear difference, I think. So, lots of lessons to be learned, and I will follow that formula again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like imagine each time you speak,
0: someone who's heard you before says, "Wow!" <laughs> like, can you imagine that? That is that is really powerful, and that is a growth mindset. Like, I've done it one way, but there's so much more to be learned. And truthfully, I you know I think I told you guys this in one of our live sessions when we did EntreMD Live one of my things, a personal challenge I created for myself was like, you know what? I have people in the business school who've been there for a year and they've listened to me every week for a year, right? So I gave myself a challenge. I was like, I am going to work on my delivery and my content and my stories and all of that in such a way that the people who've been in the business school for a year will come for On Live and be blown away. That was, and that's a growth thing because- I could say, I'm already a good speaker. I already have a podcast, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't even really need to, you know, do the work for this. But I was like, no, I'm going to do the work. So someone who's heard me every week still goes like, wow, Dr. Una, wow. Like, like with you, the growth is obvious. You know what I mean? And so when I got back and everybody's like, oh my gosh, it was amazing. Students in the business (laughs) school, I was like, yay, I did it. (laughs) All right. So, so that's, that's one win. We're talking mm-hmm. about this whole time, right? So, what other yeah. what other wins have you had in the business school in the last thirty days?
1: Well, actually, since I signed up with you in April, I think I launched my own website, I started a blog, <laughs> and I got maybe three great testimonials from some coaching clients that I that I had, and I. Got three new clients. You got three I new think. clients? I did. I, I saw did. one. What? Yes. I got yes. three new clients in the last two weeks,
0: maybe. Yes. Man. Okay. You <laughs> are on fire, like, you know, like fire, all uppercase with exclamation marks. That is so good. Oh,
1: thank you. So what,
0: what mindset shifts have you had in, in this time as well? Because th- these are, these are some pretty, I mean, pretty significant wins.
1: So I think the biggest mindset shift, I mean, I love what I do and I love coaching. I primarily coach patients with cancer to, I'm also boarded in lifestyle medicine. So I help them basically thrive, not just survive using lifestyle medicine and mindset shift. So I think that's been great. And it's my passion project. But I feel like I was all over the place. And one thing that you helped me do, Dr. Una, was saying that, okay, well, where do you want to focus, right? Because I do love the coaching part of it, but I realized in order to serve more people, I need to promote the actual clinic. So I think you sort of helped me refocus that. And even though this was a great win, and it's definitely something that I want to focus on, I realized this is my passion project, right? And in order to help that passion project, I need to really refocus on my business and my my primary business, which is a cancer immunotherapy clinic. So, and it's harder to sell (laughs) because it's harder to explain what cancer immunotherapy is. And that's why I came to you and why it's been such an inspiration to work with you because 2019, I think before being introduced to you, we had a great year and then COVID hit and our patient population decreased by about 80%. And part of the reason for this is, you know, what we do is so specialized. It's not really available in any other country. We actually take people's immune cells and we grow them out in the lab and we make cancer vaccines. So, And we also do cellular therapies with natural killer cells and the cancer vaccines are with something called a dendritic cell. And like, I'm going off into this never, never land is hard to explain what we do, but basically we take your own blood, we create cellular therapies and reinfuse them back into the body. So most of our patients, 80% of our patients were actually flying into Tokyo from other countries, from China, from South Korea. And since COVID hit, we've had travel restrictions. And to this day, for a year and a half now, we have not had any foreign patients. So all of a sudden, we we're doing great. And then all of a sudden, we know where are the patients. <laughs> so we've had to pivot and pivot. And we tried telehealth. We tried home visits. And that's all been great. But, you know, we're still struggling. So we're I'm just trying to get out there as much as I can and you always say your biggest problem is obscurity. So trying to just get out there, let people who are in Japan know that we're here, that we can help them, you know, and it's not something to replace, you know, standard therapy like surgery and chemotherapy. We always advocate for the best care for our patients. This is something that if you want Extra treatment. Obviously, if you have cancer, you want every single chance, best chance that you have. And, you know, all of us, we all have cancer in our bodies, right? Because our cells are constantly changing and mutating, being injured, being inflamed. We have these precancerous cells that are floating around in our body. The reason why we don't all get cancer is because our immune system is taking care of it. So, of course, you would want to leverage your immune system to try and heal your body. You know, and we've had great success stories and I just want, it's such a great therapy that nobody knows about. So I want everybody to know about it. So one thing that you have helped me do, Dr. Una, is to sort of try and rework our message and to be able to promote our clinic and to try and explain to people what we do, because <laughs> it's difficult. It's hard to understand. And
0: I, and I remember us talking about that when you talked about people not being able to fly in anymore. And we started looking for, okay, so where is our next opportunity to wait for those restrict till those restrictions are lifted. And that's when you, you're like, well, there, there are people, you know, right here in our backyard and stuff like that. And so I'm glad that we've embraced that project. And, you know, the business school is all about messaging and, and in obscurity and all that. And you're already on your way. So I'm excited to work on this project with you. And then we'll see, you know, who knows three months from now, six months from now, we'll come back and do a a follow-up episode and say, look what happened in the last six months. Wouldn't that that be amazing?
1: amazing. (laughs) That would be amazing.
0: Right. Okay. So what do you say to that, you know, doctor who's either struggling in business or they want to start and they haven't started or, the thought of scaling is so scary that we're like i'm just going to stay in the status quo like forget that what would you say to them
1: i would say to them that that's where i was <laughs> because you know a year ago we were or a year and a half ago we were doing well we were doing fine you know you sort of say you know you can it's easy to just coast along but now you realize there's so much more and you know you you don't even aware of it so first thing is just to be aware of what you where you are where you can go and life is unpredictable you don't know what's gonna happen so you have to be prepared and you have to be prepared to pivot and pivot like crazy and I think for those people I, I was worried about joining honestly because I was like well I'm in Japan how's this gonna work <laughs> the laws are different here the the community the connections I felt like, well, maybe this isn't the right fit, but it will work because business and people and human brains are universal, right? It doesn't matter what culture you are, where you are. And, you know, you can definitely make it work. If you want something bad enough, you can make it work. If you want something
0: bad enough, you can make it work. And we're in such. So when we do our calls at 7 p.m. Eastern, what time is it for you in, in Japan?
1: It actually works pretty well for me. It's about eight o'clock in the morning, okay. You know, seven or eight o'clock in the morning. So, so you start just, your day with us. I just start my day with <laughs> you guys. And it's a great way to start the day. <laughs> I think it's a great way to start the day. Well,
0: thank you so much. I mean, this is packed with so many nuggets and this is why I love behind the scenes, right? Cause someone mm-hmm. could have just said, Oh, she's a natural speaker. And you're like, no, I'm not no, a natural like, no. No, no, like, no. You know, You know what I mean? And you know, there's somebody out there who's an introvert, who's, you know, totally encouraged by this. There's someone who's bummed to talk that is totally inspired by your story, right? There's somebody whose business has been, bef- been affected by the pandemic and they're like, wait a minute, I can still fight for this, right? So there's just so much gold in this. So thank you so much for coming on to share your story. Um, I think it's like 6am your time or something. Yes, it is. Yeah, 6 a.m. <laughs> Look at that. Like it's 6 a.m. Okay, she's been here talking to us since before six o'clock. All right, thank <laughs> you for sharing this. And I can't wait to see what we create over the next three months, next six months, what you'll be celebrating. And you're a real powerhouse. I know you know this, but I want to make sure I tell you this. You're you're a powerhouse. For you to stare, quote unquote, failure in the face and say, mm, "No, nah, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to make it better. <laughs> I'm gonna, Like for you to do that, it talks about a certain level of tenacity that you have a certain level of inner strength. And it's like, I, I don't quit. That's not like, you notice, like there's no option there. Like that didn't come up. You're like, yeah, we're just going to practice and do this better. That's what we're going to do. And you, you're a real powerhouse. And this is good. Thank you so much for, for coming on and for sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Anna. And now if someone is like, I don't think
1: what she does is that complicated. Where do I find her? Where Where do people <laughs> find you? <laughs> Our clinic is called the Tokyo Cancer Clinic. So you can visit me at tokyocancerclinic.jp. That's instead of.com. And you can also find me and what I do with coaching at Dr. Minako, D R M I N A K O.com.
0: Awesome. And these links are going to be in the show notes as well. So go check out what she does and go follow her on social media and do all the things. And I will see you, my friends, on the very next episode of the Entre MD podcast if you love listening to the EntreMD podcast, I want to invite you to join EntreMD On Demand. It is my signature subscription program that gives you access to a library of business courses designed to help you do one thing as a physician entrepreneur, and that is to thrive. Just head out to com forward slash on demand. And I love to have you join us.
1: See you on the inside.